0: Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. I think we follow the trail, because what else is there?
1: Not following the trail?
0: Following the discussion in the studio, Marcus Byron and Eleanor Peck had gone their separate ways. Kennedy and I, looking for a change of scene, had decamped to the coffee place across the road to talk things over.
1: Isn't this just following the yellow brick road to more crazy, dangerous bullshit? Almost certainly. I thought the plan was to bring these people to account. Yeah,
0: it is, but which people? To account for what?
1: Well, you have the next leader of the government involved in an occult conspiracy that's as near to fascism as... We can't prove it. We have
0: Robert Blake's notebook. Yeah, but, but even if there was a way to prove it was genuine, which a decent lawyer would absolutely argue it wasn't, what does it actually prove? To someone who hasn't seen what we've seen, that book reads like the ramblings of a lunatic.
1: They murdered Theo Martin to get that book. Yes, but we can't prove that either.
0: Look... Robert Blake devoted his life to exposing these people, as did Edwin Lillibridge. And neither of them got close. And they were respected journalists at a time when that still meant something.
1: We have a podcast. Uh, okay, I mean, yeah, that's true. We can say it on air and however many thousand people will hear it. Which does nothing, because I suspect a lot of our listeners already believe some wild shit. right. Exactly. And if it does have any kind of impact, we get sued for libel.
0: And we lose. <laughs> Look, Robert Blake wanted to bring these people down, but at a certain point I think he gave up on that idea... I think that's why he was looking for the Church of Starry Wisdom. I, I, I think he, he got to the point that exposure was just never going to happen. And he realized he had to stop them, regardless of whether anyone ever knew about it.
1: And he got killed. I'm keen not to leave that part out.
0: We've already succeeded in stopping them once.
1: Yeah, entirely by accident. And you got sucked into God knows where for three years. Do you have a better idea? Sorry, sorry, Kenneth. I have a lot of better ideas. But they all involve drinking or being on a beach or both. (laughs) Fine. We both know this conversation does not end with us walking away.
0: If it did, we would never show.
1: And literally dozens of people would be disappointed.
2: (laughs) (sighs) You really want to do this?
0: I don't see that we have a choice if we're going to stop them. The next morning, we reconvened at the studio with Eleanor Peck and Marcus Byron. Marcus had brought along a friend.
2: Reality is going to stop them.
0: Reality doesn't Oh, care. God,
2: not the catchphrase.
0: Victoria Ness, who I had last seen posing as a geography teacher in a private school.
2: I appreciate your scepticism, Dr Peck, although I must say I am surprised by it, given all you've experienced. Someone has to maintain some objectivity around here. You will think you're off to battle goblins. You need to be reminded that you're going up against people who are extremely powerful here in the real world.
0: I think you'll find they're extremely powerful in both worlds. Well, whichever it is, we don't have enough evidence to go public, so we need to find out exactly what they're up to and stop them.
1: And step one is to decode whatever Blake is saying in his notebook about the Church of Starry Wisdom. Is this it?
2: Where are you securing this?
0: I locked it in my desk drawer overnight. Are you serious? Well, no one even knows we have it yet.
1: They will. They probably do by now. This needs to be properly secure. It doesn't matter. We made copies. And I've photographed it all and uploaded the images to three separate secure locations.
0: When did you do that?
1: Before we went home last night. Well, at least someone has their head screwed on.
0: And so we sat down with the copies of the Blake notebook and tried to pick our way along the trail Blake was leaving. The problem, which we discovered after a few hours, was that the trail didn't seem to lead anywhere. <laughs> It's incomplete, isn't it?
2: What do you mean? He's right. It doesn't go anywhere. Some of the clues are OK, but they don't all join up. And even where it's possible to fill in the gaps with educated guesses... It doesn't lead anywhere. I mean, <laughs> as, a, as a primary source, it's a real mess. You can't read Blake's handwriting most of the time. He seems to have gone back over the text and annotated it, referring to previous notebooks that we don't have. If, we, if
0: the clues weren't there, then Ashton Heath and his cronies wouldn't be looking for it. Well, they might.
1: They don't know what's in it any more than we do.
0: A kid died for this book.
1: Right, but that doesn't make the book valuable. It just makes the people who are after assholes. There's no obvious chronology to any of this. The
2: parts about Blake and Lilybridge make sense. But the rest of it...
0: We've
1: got to keep trying.
2: I think this section is actually written in some kind of code. I mean... How are we supposed to... Eleanor. Yes, yeah, yeah, keep trying. But this isn't GCSE code-breaking, Matthew. We're not going to miraculously get to an answer just by... Ooh, ooh, trying harder. Then
0: what? Just give up? Throw in the towel? Go back to sneering at everyone from cosy academia? Nah. These people, they, they they have to be stopped. They have they have to answer for... The fucking people! Hey!
1: Oh, fuck this!
0: Is he going to do something stupid?
2: Um, I'm
1: going to go back to Eleanor cosy acting Eleanor OK wait can you you want us to go after him not obviously I, I don't want to wind him up any more than he already is and that was out of character <sighs> he's just frustrated he knocked all that stuff off
2: the table with his right hand what does that mean I'm not sure either he's getting better or he's getting worse we'll keep an eye on him I'm sorry Kennedy but uh... you OK
1: yeah, I'm. I'm okay. What is it? It's. It's been really difficult. Mass? since he came back, mood swings and this, this anger all the time. No oh. one knows.
2: I'm. I'm sorry, Kennedy. I didn't say anything before because. I didn't realise. You've seen it too? I thought it was me. I thought it was something about me and him. The recorder goes on, and it's old Matt. But the minute he switches it off again...
1: Exactly. We used to record everything. That was our thing. And now he goes nuts if he sees a recorder in my hand. Everything that's gone into the show so far, it sounds like Matt, like old Matt, but it's curated. It's a performance.
2: Well, that red light is still on, so I guess the game's up now. He can't hide in the gaps anymore. What is it? Post-traumatic stress, or... It's out of my wheelhouse. I mean, that would make sense, wouldn't it? He definitely needs to see someone.
1: He won't. Not yet. (sighs) I want to help him, but... We need to get him to slow down. He's on this mission to... You... you said... Hide in the gaps, you said. Mm. I think the gaps are the clue. Well, that was a nice moment while
2: it lasted.
0: I didn't appreciate it at the time. But I was out of control, and I had been ever since I got back. The first few days, I think I was disassociated from what had happened. I had no memory of those missing three years, and like someone in shock or grieving, I was just trying to convince myself that nothing had changed, that I could slot back into my old life as if I'd never been away. And then the dreams started. I didn't tell Kennedy about them because, well, I think I was scared. They were terrible dreams that would see me waking in the middle of the night drenched in sweat. I only remembered fragments, snapshots of a world that wasn't like ours in any way. Of creatures that defied description. That were more like... like feelings than objects. But unlike nightmares, I understood that these were something else. I had been to this place... I had seen these things. These were memories. I started trying to stay awake. I became scared of closing my eyes, and so the lack of sleep contributed to my altered psychological state. But that wasn't the whole of it. I was a different person. As Kennedy and Eleanor witnessed, I was angry now. Or maybe I'd always been angry and now I was just less able to filter it. When Victoria Ness told me that people who had come back from where I'd been often lost their sanity as their memories came back, it scared the hell out of me. Was this already happening? Was the clock ticking? Was I running out of time? Some combination of all that was running through my mind as I switched on my recorder and set about making one of the worst decisions of my life. Mr. Ashton, hey. I'm sorry, I'm afraid I'm. Jesus. <laughs> I know what you did. I know everything, you fascist piece of shit. You had the department shut down. You had Theo Martin killed. I know all of it. I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> Mr. Haywood, is it? Huh? I do, however, know the penalties for assaulting a member of His Majesty's <laughs> government. You've made rather a grave mistake, Everyone's going to know what you did. Is that right? Everyone? Or just the dozen or so dimwits and conspiracy theorists who listen to your little radio show? I know about the Haunter of the Dark. I don't care what you think you know. I care what you can prove. Uh, If you had any evidence to back up these wild allegations, I don't think you'd be throwing punches in the street, would you? What was it like in there, Mr Haywardy? Was it glorious? Oxford Let's oh, yes. draw this unpleasant little encounter to a close. Yes? I have an appointment to keep, so. Uh, hold him steady, will you? I wouldn't want anyone to say I don't feel as good as I get.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: I came to on the pavement. Ashton Heath and his goons were long gone. I've just got back to the studio and um, there's no one here. I don't know where they are. Kennedy and Eleanor aren't answering their phones. I don't really blame them. It was stupid to think we could win this one. Stupid to think we could take on the British establishment and achieve anything better than nothing at all. They have the media, the lawyers, the power. Nothing sticks. Even when it looks like one of them might finally, in whatever minor way, have to face the music, some light entertainment presenter gets involved in a scandal and all the attention immediately goes to them. Ernest Gladwin was a fascist who rose through the ranks to the top of the pyramid. No one ever told the world who he really was. And now his grandson is following suit. Fascism, occult beliefs, murder. These people can do what they want, hurt whoever they want. And we don't hold them to account, ever. This is all I up. Mean. a big waste of time, this, this, this whole thing. Not once have we caught a break. Not, not once have we made a dent.
3: Caroline. I hear you had an altercation with my
0: brother. Oh, I, I did. Uh, he came out of it rather better.
3: <laughs> yes, you should probably put some ice on that. <sighs> so, this is where it all happened.
0: It's not exactly glamorous, is it?
3: Oh, I was rather hoping it wouldn't be. Why did you confront Billy?
0: I don't know. It was stupid.
3: It wasn't terribly clever.
0: (laughs) Oh, we found Robert Blake's notebook. It doesn't help. Help with what? I mean, it's useless. There's background information on your grandfather, but we thought it might lead us somewhere, that there were clues Robert Blake left, but it doesn't.
3: And so, out of frustration... Yeah, I let my temper get the better of me. (laughs) Tell me you at least got one good punch in. Yeah, I did. Well, (laughs) it wasn't bad. (laughs) Good for you. Is this it? it is, yeah. I've got
2: it! What? Matthew Haywood, we're hereby seizing all materials and equipment on these premises under the rights supported to uh, us by the Broadcasting uh, uh, Act of 1996. What? What's going on?
3: Take everything. Wait, please. What? Caroline? Yeah, well done for finding it. Not so well done for thinking my idiot brother was pulling the strings. You? Yes. The women can hide in plain sight, you see. My grandmother taught me that. She let Grandpa run around making all the noise while she quietly got on with the business of corrupting the 20th century. I'd say she was rather effective, wouldn't you?
0: Your grandmother?
3: Abigail Gladwin. Although you knew her as Abigail Fisher. Innsmouth? Innsmouth indeed. What a Dump, by the way. Kennedy's account of that place was far too kind. My grandmother left in 1928 when the FBI raided the town. She was 28 years old. Because she was
0: born in 1900. January the 1st. Abigail Fisher was the object of the Melusine
3: ritual. She came to England and married my grandfather. An occultist with fascist leanings was perfect cover for what she needed to do. And he didn't care that she didn't want his children. But she had My mother and my aunt, yes. Obed Marsh's children. The man you consigned to oblivion. Hmm. We tried to bring him back. No easy task, by the way. And we got you instead. So really, the least you could do is find that notebook for me.
0: And what's to stop me telling everybody about this?
3: Nothing. Apart from the fact that every shred of evidence you ever had is currently being packed up and taken away. Are you recording this? Uh, No, I... (laughs) Oh, Mr Haywood.